Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming this morning to celebrate the life and grieve the loss of Jaylene Doyle. Would you please bow your head as we go to the Lord in prayer? Our Father in heaven, we acknowledge your presence here, and we come before your throne this morning as friends and family of Jaylene Doyle. We're here because we love her, miss her, and want to cherish our memories of her. We want to honor her and her life and support one another as we grieve her passing as passing from life here with us to everlasting life there with you, Lord. Jesus, thank you for Jaylene. You formed her, you knew her, you walked with her all these years and these last few days, and even now we have confidence that she is in your presence. Thank you that you are the God of mercy who promises to comfort us, particularly when we lo lose loved ones. And so in these moments now and in the weeks and months ahead, please bring comfort and mercy to us as we remember and share fondly of all that Jaylene was to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now we're called I Can Only Imagine, sung by Julie Burns. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what Jesus, or an you be still, will I stand in your presence, to my knees will I fall, will I sing hallelujah, will I be able to speak at all, I can only imagine, I can only imagine. Will I fall? Will I sing? Oh. 
you all for being here. M. Jaylene Dole was born Monday, February 5th, 1951 in Rawls, Texas to Jack Teston Jr. and Aileen Wixon and passed away Tuesday, December 12th, 2023 in Ardmore, Oklahoma at the age of 72 years, 10 months, and 7 days. Jaylene graduated high school in 1969 from Hobbs, New Mexico. She married Randy Dole on August 23, 1971. She worked for Michelin for 33 years and was a member of the Long Grove Assembly of God Church. Her hobbies included gardening, scrapbooking, and was a loving grandmother to her grandchildren. Jaylene is preceded in death by her mother, Aileen Wixon, father, Jack Teston, Jr., sisters, Pat Madison, and Wanda Etheridge daughter-in-law, Jordan Dole, and grandson, Baby Jack. She is survived by her husband, Randy Dole of Long Grove, Oklahoma, sons, Keith Dole of Claremore, Oklahoma, and Kyle Dole of Purcell, Oklahoma, daughter, Christy Briscoe, and husband, Mike, Long Grove, Oklahoma, grandchildren, Haiti and Coy Doyle of Claremore, Oklahoma, Samantha Parsons, Bailey Briscoe, of Long Grove, Corey and Cody Dole of Purcell, Oklahoma, great-grandchild Avery of Long Grove, Oklahoma, and many nieces and nephews. Beautiful smile. 
If I had only known the last time would be the last time, I would have put off all the things I had to do. I would have stayed a little longer, held on a little tighter. Now what I'd give for one more day with you. Cause there's a wound here in my heart where something's missing And they tell me that it's gonna heal with time But I know you're in a place where all your wounds have been erased And knowing yours are healed is healing mine The only scars in heaven that won't be to me and you There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Is that the only scars in heaven at home you now I know the road you walked was anything but easy you picked up your share of scars along the way oh, but now you're standing in the sun you fought your fight and your race is run the pain is all a million miles away the only scars in heaven that won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken. And all the old will be made new. And the thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down. The only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now. I'm standing with you in the sun I'll fight this fight and this race I'll run Until I finally see what you can see Oh, the only scars in heaven That won't belong to me and you There'll be no such thing as broken Tears fall down 
Got the only scars in heaven Are on the hands that hold you now
Hello. A lot of good times there. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all had that furniture, but they, it claimed a lot of teas. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna shoot from the hip a little bit. Um, before we get started, I just want to give everybody kind of a little brief explanation of what happened to mom, because there were a lot of questions. Um, early in October, she fell and hurt her arm. Um, not to pick on any of you, but seniors have a terrible time with our healthcare system, and through back and forth doctors' visits to primary care specialist. Um, the week before Thanksgiving, they determined that she had broken her arm. Um, she was going to have to have surgery. And there was a concern about a spot on her arm that may have be cancerous. So they repaired her arm. Uh, they did a biopsy. They removed everything that was there that they could get to. Sent it off to an oncologist. Oncologist looked at it and confirmed that it was cancer, but he wasn't terribly concerned because uh, they could get it with radiation. But that type of cancer doesn't just show up. It originates from somewhere, and they did not know where the origin was. They did some scans of her. No, I'll take that back. They plugged it into a database, and somehow this database says, well, we think that it came from the liver. Um, they did a scan and found some cancer there, but they were going to do some more in-depth uh, testing and scans to just to make sure. That was determined two weeks ago. Um, Friday of that same week, Friday night, early Saturday morning, between 4 and 5, my dad went to check on my mom, and she wasn't very responsive. So he called, called an ambulance, had her transported to Ardmore, uh, they kind of thought maybe uh, stroke. So they did a, a brain scan and they determined that um, she had a tumor in her brain and either the tumor ruptured uh, or it had grown large enough to rupture a blood vessel in her brain. And it was uh, so significant that there was nothing that could have been done. Uh, in fact, we were even told that um, had she been on an operating table and it happened that they would not have been able to scrub in and get in there and fix it fast enough that it would not have been fatal as it was. So uh, they, they sedated her and uh, medicated her, kept her comfortable, and um, you know, gave her basically 72 hours, and, and we're here today because of that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, this is going to be a little unorthodox. If you can, please stand up, everybody. And whether it be a stranger, a friend, a family member next to you, give them a hug. Just give them a big hug. I'll come up here and give my hug. Yeah. Yeah. My, many of you know, y'all can be seated. Many of you know my mom was a hugger. Um, whether you were a friend, a family member, or a stranger, you were getting a hug. Uh, no questions asked. That was her way of, uh, 
I guess if she didn't like you, showing you grace. Um, if you were a friend or a family member, that's how she showed her love. And, you know, she gave, she gave a lot of them. <laughs> you know, in speech class, I learned that uh, if you do an icebreaker, at the beginning, it's easier to give a difficult speech. And if not, you just sit there and think of yourself in your underwear. No, wait a minute. I got to think of y'all in your underwear. Then it makes it a little easier for me to give my speech. You know, that's kind of an inside joke from another thing. But uh, this is my third one of these to do. You know, each one of them are difficult in their own way. My granddad, which was my mom's mom, was the first. Uh, my son, and uh, yeah, my mom. But let me start off by saying thank you on behalf of my family. Thank all of y'all for coming and uh, showing your support of us and honoring my mother. Um, just everybody here today is, is just a testament of the lives that she's touched or meant something to in one way or another. Um, I want to thank Gary. He's been a, a longtime family friend for doing the officiating. Um, I want to thank Pastor Mike, Marcus. <laughs> That's another joke. <laughs> he gets it, though, <laughs> uh, for opening the church up to us. Julie for singing. Thank you. Uh, Gary Cook. I don't know where he is, but that man is golden. And... Uh, the rest of the church members for, for all that y'all have done for us. You may or may not know, but there's a, a thing online called uh, StoryWorth. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's just another online service that you can pay for to get a result, as is society in general today. But basically what it is, is like I, I bought a subscription for my mom and for my dad, and... Um, it will send them random questions, or I can generate whatever questions I want to be asked to them, and then they respond, and once whatever time frame you set it for, you can continue it annually if you want or whatever, um, they will plug all these into a book for you to have as a keepsake. Um, it's, it's really neat. And I, want, I just want to share with you all some of my mom's things that uh, that she some of the questions that she answered <coughs> give you a little more insight in her thinking uh, one of them was are you a morning or an evening person her response was she's definitely a night owl I can very much attest to that because she would call me at 2 o'clock in the morning or send me a text message just to ask how I was and to tell me that she loved me at the time <laughs> I was really scratching my head but I will miss those. Um, one, another question was, what, what did you ever hide from your parents as a kid? You know, my mom got saved really early in life, so you talk about it straight-laced. My mom's pretty much straight-laced as, as, as anybody that I know. Um, one thing that, that she said here is, uh, I don't remember hiding much. The only thing that comes to mind was that they had a cellar in the backyard that had grapevine growing on it. Her and her sisters would cut off branches and smoke them. 
My dad was like, yeah, you just got to cut them really long so you don't suck the flame back in. I guess that was a thing back then, so maybe mom was a little bit of a hippie too. Uh, The best advice you can give for raising children. She says, love, love, love the precious gift that God gave you. Uh, then she was quick to say, God always says if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. I heard that a lot. (laughs) And we all know what comes after that. Dad. Uh, What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Finish college. Never own a credit card. Always ask for God's guidance in selecting a mate which I did, and I got it right. I think my mom's only been married once, so I'm sure she's referring to my dad. <clears throat> and to love God um, with all your being and to have a tighter reign on your children, which I was pretty much suffocated as a child. I can't imagine much, much tighter. But um, Have you ever wished to be a celebrity and what kind? I wish I could sing, but I couldn't carry a tune with a handle on it. (laughs) Well, you know, she's singing today. Amen. Um, I've got these all out of order, and I apologize. Uh, How has life turned out different than you imagined? Uh, She says, Randy and I wished we could travel more, but due to my health, uh, it hasn't been allowed. But one day we will make the trip of a lifetime, that being heaven. What a day that will be. Uh, Who would you consider your icon? She put Jesus Christ. Who else would die for me and preserve a place in heaven? Um, What's your best relationship advice? Find the right person. Uh, Long before I got married, I prayed for God to send me the right person. I got that right in Randy. Never go to bed mad. Always trust your spouse. And stay together through everything. So, I don't know if y'all noticed... um, my dad is a very fashionable dresser. May have been from the top fashion in the 70s, but he was always a very fashionable dresser. When I was in elementary, we had, uh, I'm sure it was probably homecoming week or something, we had dress-up day. And I thought, well, I'm going to be a nerd because my dad has all these jackets in his closet <laughs> that would fit that exactly. So I went and got one out. And in fact, it was one of the ones in that slide. <laughs> Maybe both of them. But um, I put it on, showed my mom. I was like, you know, this is you know, Revenge of the Nerds. It was exactly like what they wore. Uh, I started digging around in the pockets. It's like a $100 bill in there. Uh, 50s, inside, 20s. Oh, let's go get another jacket. <laughs> Got another jacket. More hundreds, more fifties, more twenties. Uh, my mom grew up very, very poor. Uh, her dad was not. Uh, he didn't. He didn't make it through high school. 
he worked at a rock crusher and was a custodian at a school. And her mom just worked odd and end jobs. So they never had money, which is something my mom was always worried about was money. Well, something my dad was always really good at was hiding money. As, <laughs> no matter what, my mom thought, dad always came through in the end. Um, but in this particular case, uh, you know, I was a kid. I, I didn't realize what struggle was as a, as a, as a parent or as an adult. And, you know, I think they were struggling. Well, she may have gone to bed angry that night. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, she, she did forgive my dad. Uh, you know, you talk about trusting your spouse. Um, boy, my my dad, uh, he's probably the hardest working man I've ever known in my life. Um, he always has time for two or three jobs and to help whoever needed help. But my mom was always right there with him side by side because she trusted him. Now, that just goes along with you know, trusting your spouse. And the, for <laughs> 53 years they were together. Uh, and she loved my mom, or she loved my dad, and my dad loved my mom more than anything. Um, lastly, the one I picked out for y'all, what has made your faith stronger? My mom put prayer, Bible study, and attending church. Um, I also try to help people because the Bible says to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if, you know, that doesn't describe my mom. I don't know what does. Um, 53 years ago, my dad didn't know this, but he needed a proverbial woman. He wasn't looking for one, but that's what he got. Um, you know, Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And that was my mom. Um, she was always in prayer. She always sought God. It's not, I don't believe that a proverbial woman um, makes those characteristics that comes from within, and they just naturally shine through, and that's what my mom was. Um, you know, Another, another characteristic is a proverbial woman is not concerned with what the world sees as what's right. Um, it's what God's truth says. And mom always, something that always resonates with me that she always says is, leave it in God's hands. If it's his will, it'll happen. I know my mom's in heaven. I know she's there with her dad and her mom, her sisters, and my little boy. Um, sadness here is just temporary. Um, but the happiness that she will have in heaven is forever. And so I'm happy for her for that. Thank you.
Thank you, Keith. The truth, if I've ever heard it. Come right on. I thought, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought uh, Keith was going to do the whole deal. Nana didn't, can you hear me? Nana didn't have a lot of hobbies, but if you knew her, you also knew her love for flowers in the spring and summer. She would love, lovingly tend to all of her plants and flowers that filled the many flower beds in my, that my papa built just for her. One year, she let me take over one of her flower beds to plant whatever I wanted to plant. She taught me how to take care of them so that they would look as good as the ones in all of her flower beds. I think her most prized flowers are the peonies in the backyard. They are the flowers that her mom grew, and I hope that I can take good care of them so that someday I can show them to my kids. You know, I learned in uh, speech class to open with an icebreaker, picture everybody naked or in, sorry, not naked, in their underwear. <clears throat> but I knew I was going after Keith today, and everybody knows he's the clown of the family, so I didn't have to worry about an icebreaker. And I've done the whole picture people in their underwear before, and I ran off the stage scared. So <laughs> nothing against any of y'all. <laughs> Margaret Jaylene Teston Doyle. That was her name and who she was. But that's not the name that made her who she is. Wife, mom, Nana, great Nana, are the names that we remember her by and who made her the person that she will always be. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to say anything or anything until this morning. I even sat down a few times to write something and just couldn't do it. I don't know if I was worried and unsure about what to say, fear of speaking in front of people, or didn't want to break down and say goodbye. Then I remembered something mom always said. If you have a chance to tell someone how much you love them, or even have something nice to say about them, then you should take that opportunity. I laughed when I thought about her saying that growing up because I instantly got an image of Bambi in my mind. If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Always talking life into people, encouraging everyone, never met a stranger, one of the godliest persons I've ever, I've ever come across. That's who you are and how everyone you've crossed paths with will always see you. You have been a friend to many along the way. Mom had a love for many things. If you've ever been to her house in the spring or summer, you would see all the beautiful colors of flowers and throughout the yard and overflowing into the house. Sometimes we would joke about being in the rainforest in the winter months due to the house being full of them. Mom loved scrapbooking, making crafts. What she loved more than all of that was her grandchildren. 
She was there for each of them. Some of them in the delivery room, waiting for hours in the waiting for hours in the waiting room. Others there within minutes or even hours of them being born. So excited to always welcome a new kid to the family to spoil. Even with this love for them, she loved her kids more. Even more than she loved her kids, of, she loved dad. Don't get me wrong. She had a side that you would never want to get on as well. She could get a temper like no other. She used to say it was the Irish in her that would come out every now and then. I'm sure Keith and Christy, and most of all, Dad, could verify all of this for you. But the way we will always remember her is loving, caring, compassionate person. She was for not only us kids, but most of all for Dad. Dad, when you picked Mom, you really hit a home run. We are very fortunate to have had her in our life, and I think Keith and Christy would agree that we had the best mom we could have ever dreamed of. How do you tell one of the most important people in your life goodbye? I'm here to tell you that you don't. You hope that you were able to show them how much you love, how much they meant to you and how much you truly loved them during the time you had with them. We will always wish that we made just one more phone call, spent one more weekend with them, one more holiday. Dad, I know this is extremely hard on you, but just know this isn't goodbye. It's until we see you again. We are left here heartbroken and sad, mourning our loss. But mom is no longer in pain for the first time in so long that I can't remember the last time she wasn't. She's in a better place now. She was greeted by her parents, her sisters, Jordan, baby Jack, and several friends that she made along the way. I'm sure they are all having a great reunion in the best of times right now. I know this may seem like a reoccurring nightmare to see my mug up here again, but uh, my dad wrote something, and I want to read it for him, if you will. First, I want to thank each of you for coming to honor Jaylene today. Over the years, we've been to a lot of funerals and kind of joked about someone showing up for ours. should be amazed and honored that y'all came today. I'm not going to tell you what kind of person Jaylene was, that's evident by each of you being here today. She was something different to each of you. She was what you needed her to be. What I really want to tell you is who she was to me. On August 23rd, 1971, Jaylene and I were united as one. I've always said, besides my salvation, she was the best gift I ever got. To be honest, she was also a gift from God. God knew what it would take to turn my life around and who he wanted to do it, Jaylene. The challenge for her would be enormous. Had she known 
she might not have taken the job. Anyone that knew me 50 years ago would wonder why she would even marry me. In one word, it was love. In that love, she gave me three precious and wonderful kids. They gave us five granddaughters, two grandsons, and one great-granddaughter. It was because of her I started church and got saved. She and God went to work to remake and recreate me into who I am today. We will say she died from cancer. But on Tuesday, she completed that enormous task of preparing me for what's to come. And God called her home with a job well done. On Tuesday, her spirit left this temporary home and was welcomed into heaven for eternity. Someday soon I will complete my task and I too will be called home. I can think of no better way to start eternity in heaven than for my spirit and hers to be rejoined. The love of my life here and the love of my life there. Thanks to each and every one of you for coming today to honor Jaylene. You can, you can tell she's a pretty awesome lady. And, you know, I've learned something over the years as, as in pastoral ministry and being at this place many, many times. The depth of your grief shows the degree of your love. That's something that's helped me through many, many trying situations because it's sometimes our grief is deep, almost. It's almost more than we can stand thinking about grief. But it also shows the depth of our love. So I choose to center on that today, the depth of my love for Jaylene, for Randy, for the kids, the grandkids, the friends. Today for me, it's almost like a family reunion. You know, can you imagine what Jaylene, the first sight she saw when she went to heaven? A family reunion. It's going to be one of these days. It's not goodbye. It's just so long for now because there will be a reunion day one day and the family will be joined back together again and it'll be a sight that's out of this world. I took the privilege in this uh, to look up her name. It's quite a unique I don't know that we really give a lot of credence to this when we start naming our children. But it's, it's just amazing how things begin to flow together. Margaret means pearl. In the scripture verse associated with that, her name Margaret, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Jaylene 
There were several names that described the name Jaylene. Lovely, healing, fairness, joy, and balance. I thought, man, what a unique word that her name means balance. She knew she had a, she had a, a gift that she knew how to balance her family, her recreational time, her church life, Randy. <laughs> because I just got to tell you, I, I've known them for many, many years. And uh, Jaylene worked along beside of him as hard as he did. There's not too many women that would get on a hay truck and haul hay or in a big wood pile and cut firewood. But that was Jaylene. The scripture verse for that says, you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Doyle means person of distinction. Joshua 1.9 says, Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now think about this. Joy, pearl, balance, and a person of distinction describes a woman we're celebrating today. This life that is well lived. And the kids and uh, the grandkids and the family today, they are celebrating. They're going to celebrate from now until we see Jesus. Because we're not going to allow, they're not going to allow this moment of time to rob them of all the blessings that they've had up to this point. They're going to remember those blessings, remember those, that, those good times and sometimes sad times. But that is what we center on to help us get through get through those difficult times as, as an individual, as a person. I chose my scripture text today. Uh, Keith kind of stole my thunder a little bit, <laughs> but that's okay. But you know, before I, before I go there, many of you probably don't know too much about how Randy and, and Jaylene, you know, how that all come to be. But I heard a story from Randy or from one of the kids about the first time that Randy wanted to date Jaylene. And he goes to a local candy store there. Maybe it was in Hobbs. Is that, is that where you guys were in Hobbs, New Mexico? Goes to a local sto candy store. He buys one pound box of candy. He buys a three-pound box of candy, and he buys a five-pound box of candy. And the store owner said, what's going on? He said, well, he said, I, I got to tell you. He said, I met this girl, and I'm going to her house tonight for a meal. And if I get to sit by her, I'm going to give her the one-pound box of candy. If I get to hold her hand, I'm going to give her the three-pound box of candy. 
If I get to kiss her, I'm going to give her the five pound. Matter of fact, I may give her all of it. He goes and knocks on the door. Jaylene comes and welcomes him into the house. They go to the dining room and sit down at the table. Jaylene introduces him. The mom, Jaylene's mom said, Randy, are you a spiritual guy? And he kind of, you know, mumbles a little bit. She said, I want you to pray over the meal. So Randy starts, and he prays, and he prays, and he prays, and he finally says, amen. Jaylene reached over and said, you know, Randy, I didn't know you were so spiritual. He said, I didn't know your daddy owned the candy store. <laughs> oh. Have mercy. <laughs> you know, they, I, I think Randy and Jaylene kind of operated by the same principle that most of us operate by. I know my dad told me this story. He said, you know, my mom, me or your mom never went to bed angry. And that's what Keith brought out about Randy and Jaylene. They never went to bed angry. Daddy said, but here's the deal. That night air done me a world of good. Isn't the Lord good to us? That we can have fun, we can celebrate, we can remember, we can think about the good times. And that's what we're going to do. We're, we're not going to say goodbye. It's going to be this so long for now because we will see her again one of these days. <clears throat> the scripture says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest, anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I took the liberty and wrote the meaning. I did not. I, I found this. A friend of mine actually gave me this. The meaning of Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. That speaks of relationship. I shall not want abundant supply. He makes me lie down in green pastures speaks of rest he leads me beside still waters speaks of refreshment he restores my soul speaks of healing he guides me in the path of righteousness speaks of guidance for his namesake speaks of purpose even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death speaks of testing I will fear no evil speaks of protection for you are with me speaks of faithfulness your rod and your staff they comfort me speaks of discipline 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Speaks of hope. You anointest my head with oil. Speaks of consecration. My cup runs over. Speaks of abundance. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Speaks of blessing. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Speaks of security. And the last word is forever. Speaks of eternity. John 14, 1 through 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And I want to pick up on where Keith was going today by Jaylene being a Proverbs 31 woman. She loved God. She loved her family. And she loved her friends and her church. She was strong, yet compassionate. <clears throat> Firm, yet willing to help. And I believe, as this family has already spoken about, she is the picture of a Proverbs 31 woman. Trustworthy, an influencer and an encourager. Industrious, a planner, organizer. She was a protector. She met the needs of her home. She invested in her household. She blessed her husband. She was delightful. She was compassionate. She was unselfish. She loved God, his word, and his church. Her works praised her. She preached her own memorial today by the way that she lived. She was a child of God, a follower of Jesus Christ. She was a Christian. The way she loved made life make sense. How many know today we live in a crazy mixed up world? But the way she loved made life make sense. She, the way she loved her husband, her children, her grandchildren, her church, her friends made life make sense. You know, I was thinking, Randy, when I was putting all this together and, and praying about the service, and we spoke about it the other, the other morning, when we were laying the tile and before here, Crystal Rock, each one of those tiles weighed 11 pounds apiece. And there were 6,600 square feet of tile that we laid in the foyer of Crystal Rock back in the day. And Jaylene had just had knee replacement surgery. I think that's, that's what it was, knee replacement surgery. And she scooted around on her, on her backside <laughs> and helped us lay that tile in that foyer. You're talking about industrious and not willing to take no for an answer. 
That was Jaylene. We prayed together. And here's such a blessing to me, family, that I, I just found out. My daughter came to my house yesterday. She wanted to be here today, but because of work schedules and things, she couldn't. But my daughter Carrie went to work for the tire plant back several years ago. And we were just talking at the house with Carrie and Linda and me yesterday. She said, you know, Dad, I really wanted to be there because when I first went to work for the tire plant, Jaylene took me under her wing. <clears throat> Jaylene took me under her wing and helped me find my place. Randy, what a blessing. When somebody's good to your kids, they have a special place in your heart. How many understand that today? When somebody's good to your kids, they have a special, this lady has a special place in my heart. I loved her. I tell you, I love this family. The way she loved made life make sense. All the things that she did to provide for her family, the way she loved made life make sense. And I just have to say out loud, and maybe she's listening, I believe she's listening, Thank you, Jaylene, for loving us, for loving my children, for loving these friends. I just want to say thank you. And you know, I don't know that this is proper at a memorial service or not, but it's proper for me today. Could we show our love and support not only for Jaylene and for this family, but to God himself with just a round of applause? Could we do that this morning? What a Christian example for the world that she lived in. It was never too hard. It was never too dirty. It was never, it was never too long. But she would do everything that she could to make things a little bit better. And now we know that she is in the presence of Jesus. Revelation 14, 13 says, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, so that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow with them. So Jaylene, I have to say to you and to this family today, Go rest in the presence of Jesus until we meet again because her work on this planet is complete. The Apostle Paul said it like this, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also 
that love is appearing. Her work is complete. She's finished her course. And I got to tell you, she kept her faith. Let us pray. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for this precious child of God, for this precious family, God, that has allowed me and these other pastors to be a part of their life. Lord, because the way that she lived made life make sense. Father, bless this household today. Thank you for Pastor Marcus and the Lone Grove Assembly of God Church and for the shed at Providence, Lord, for the meal and the things that's going to take place after this service today. God, may your blessings rest upon them, a special anointing. The Holy Spirit bring peace and comfort, Father. Lord, we commit everything, Lord, into your hands and to your keeping. Father, we ask now, Lord, that holy angels of your presence would encamp around about us and bring peace and love. Father, may we show our love for each other in the way that we live. Father, I bless you and I thank you today for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. where my heart 
Close in prayer, Randy. I can Gary can attest to this. If you ever need any help or prayer or somebody to just talk to or somebody to just cry with you, and that goes for the rest of you family, we're here for you. I didn't get a chance to know her that well, but what I can say about her is she was always smiling. She always talked about Jesus, and I'm a hugger, and she'd always let me hug her, and she loved hugs. So um, I want to close in prayer. If you will please bow your head as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we learned this morning, that she was a godly woman. She loved you. She fought the good fight of faith. She finished the race. She is in heaven now where there's no pain or suffering. As the song that was saying earlier, that she got to see you face to face. She is in your presence. She's in fullness of joy. Seeing the, the streets made of see-through gold. God, I pray that you would uh, give the family, she's enjoying heaven right now, but it's the family that's grieving, that you would give them strength and comfort through the Holy Spirit, that through the next weeks and months ahead, as they grieve and the different emotions that come, that, Lord, you will remind them that you say in your scripture, you will never leave them nor forsake them, that you are with them to the very end of the age. I pray that you would speak to Randy personally, and remind him that you understand, you understand what it means to suffer because you suffered in all things. Therefore, you can comfort those who suffer. Be with him, be his strength, be his guide in that tower that he can run to. Be with all those that are here today. We thank you for those that sang today and those that ran the media and for Pastor Gary and Pastor Ethan those that are running the kitchen. God, we thank you for all of that. Bless this family. Give them strength. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Just real quick before we dismiss, uh, we have a dinner in the back. It's for family only and a few of those that are invited. Um, and so it's, it's right through the doors and all the way down the foyer hall and in the back. So family only and a few of those that are invited. Thank you for coming today to celebrate the life of Jaylene. God bless you. May you have a blessed day.